Hello, and welcome to the Behind the Leash podcast with your hosts, Paige and Ryan. The feeling you get when you get an order, I mean, I, I'll cry if I talk about it, but like, like I just have chills. It's like what I do, and this is something my empowerment coach taught me, is when someone sends you money, you bless them. So I'll just be like, thank you. Like when I see a Venmo come in, I'll be like, thank you so much. Like I'm sending whoever's name, like so much love and just like sending it back to them. Kick it off. Ready? I'm ready. Hello and welcome to the Behind the Leash podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan. And I'm your other co-host, Paige. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Lori Baum, otherwise known as The Not Chick on Instagram. And she makes macrame pieces. You can order custom work from her via DM, or you can just check out her Instagram or Etsy page and check out what she has in store for you from earrings to wall hangers. She does it all, guys, and it is great work. So without further ado, I want to welcome her to the show. I'm here. (laughs) It's so nice to hang out with somebody, even if it's virtually, it's nice to hang out, you know? It is. It is always nice to have a conversation. I love having conversations about people's work and what they do and meeting people in Philadelphia. Yeah. I appreciate that because it's honestly really fun to talk about yourself. The episode starts with a quick six pack of questions and this is something that we've had in season one and now season two of the podcast. Ryan asks the questions. All right. Are you ready for the six pack of questions? I feel like I am ready. All right. Okay, so question number one. How long have you lived in Philadelphia, and what made you move? So I actually moved during the quarantine. In the very beginning, it was around April that I moved here from Westchester. I was was in Westchester because that's where I went to college, and honestly, I was just ready for a change. And most of my friends and family are near Philly, so I was like, I'm just going to move to Philly. And then I thought... Maniunk is perfect because it's kind of like easing yourself in. It's not super, super city. So yeah, so I'm a newbie kind of. It's so funny. The other day, I was like, I told Paige, I was like, we've only been here like four months or whatever. And she's like, Ryan, no, we've been here since April. It's almost a year already. And I'm like, Seriously, yeah. that's how I feel. Yeah. It's like I've just been here for a little bit, but then it actually is almost a year. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Question number two. What is your favorite local eatery? Okay. So I'm like really excited about this one. It's Crust Vegan Bakery. But yeah, so it's basically a vegan bakery and I'm like half vegan, half vegetarian. So sometimes things gross me out. So when I found this vegan place and it's like amazing treats, I was like, oh my gosh, like I love them. It's Oh my God. And they're awesome because they're local. They're women owned. They're totally, they have a great mission. Yeah. They're really awesome. Yeah. I recommend definitely trying their vegan cheesecakes. Uh, cheesecake. Cheesecake. You can't say that word. That's like, that just makes me want cheesecake so bad. <laughs> it's, it's you know, you gotta do. All right. So question number three. Being okay. in the, the dog business, if you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be? Or what breed would you be? Okay, so I have a horrible confession to make. It's not that I don't like dogs, don't worry. 
It's that I'm actually allergic, I think. Like, I used to be allergic, kind of. So it's like I've never really had a serious relationship with a dog. That sounds so funny. But you know what I mean? I've never had that feeling, really. But there is one dog that I know, and she really reminds me of myself. It's my cousin's dog, and her name is Sheba. And I'm pretty sure that means queen. So, you know, it lines up a little bit. And it's just kind of like her vibe. She's very chill. She's very relaxed. And she's a rescue. So I think she is something like um, a Pomeranian slash a less, uh, wait, American Eskimo. Does that sound like something? Malamute. Malamute. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds like something, yeah. I'm trying to act like I know what I'm talking about, but I honestly don't. I just know that Sheba, whatever Sheba is, that would be my breed. All right. So question number four, what is your favorite book? So my favorite book, I, I have a lot of favorite books. I'm into self-help kind of vibes, but my favorite one is The Four Agreements. It's I recommend it. It's basically, they go into more depth, but The Four Agreements are don't take anything personal be impeccable with your word, do your best, and don't make assumptions. Yeah, and it goes into more depth, but it's a really good book to live by and just, you know, get your hands on. Thanks. Those are the kinds of books that I enjoy, something that I can actually benefit from or take and actually put into my life. (laughs) So this doesn't sound like a book they're going to make into a movie. There's not a good chance I get to it. <laughs> I, I have books. They're on my nightstand. I just haven't opened them in a while. Maybe you need picture books. <laughs> I think I could start there, like a Where's Waldo. Like, I would be good with yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe it's just not for you. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, uh, but I will try that because I have been reading for work a little bit. All right. Question number five. What is your favorite season of the year? My favorite season is anything that feels quote-unquote nice in my opinion I just don't like the cold and I don't like being like super who's super sweaty but just anything that's like a nice breeze or a nice sunshine or it's just it's nice out today like I like that season whatever that is (laughs) that could honestly be all seasons yeah besides like winter I mean it's okay it's pretty I just I'm realizing I'm not a fan of the dark and the cold too much it's kind of funny for example (laughs) today Paige and I had a dogs we walk and she hadn't been outside yet i guess right <laughs> she comes out in like a full snowsuit and i'm outside in like a light sweatshirt it was actually nice today you're right yes it was she <laughs> honestly like, right. oh, i didn't know we were going snow tubing today what are you <laughs> that's so true because i had my puffy coat on outside and i was actually sweating i actually was like i need to take this off so you're right i guess it could be a nice day in winter <laughs> All right, and question number six, the last question of our six-pack of questions. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? So when I first think of that, I really, there's nothing that jumps out to me. Like, my heart is not, like, there or there. Like, obviously, it'd be cool to live somewhere pretty or with great scenery, but I'm honestly really content where I am my family is all here. There's no, really no reason to move far away. Now, if I could move somewhere and bring my family and everyone I know, maybe somewhere nice. Or I did visit Israel before and it was very interesting and I had a great time. So I was like, I'd move here if I could, you know, if I could bring everyone maybe. 
All right. So that concludes the six pack of questions. Cool. I had fun uh, sharing your story. Um, and I hope everyone else learned something really special about Lori today. Um, so now we're going to dive into her business. We're going to learn about her, her background, how she got into macrame, and, and finally how you can actually order a peach from her. So I'm going to hand the floor over to you, and you can give us a quick or long spiel about your background and how you got to where you are today. I'm like, where do I begin? So as you know, I recently, slash a year ago, moved to Philly. I'm 25. I have a background in special education. That, that was what I was doing for a while until the whole corona quarantine happened. And then I was out of that. And then the macrame kind of picked up because I was home and I was able to do it more. So that was really cool. So I'm doing the macrame business and I'm also going to school to get my master's in special education. I'm gonna graduate in May, so that's exciting. So I've been student teaching right now during this time and it's been interesting. And I'm also into self-help, like I said, and empowerment stuff and just everything empowerment. There's no, that's just like the umbrella term because I have gone through my own mental health stuff and I just wanted to provide what other people needed or what, how do I phrase it? You know what I mean? Like what I needed, what I wish I had, I want to provide that now that I have like the strength and the skills for people who need it. So I created a little empower hour with, so I have a lot of things happening right now, but it's kind of fun. And it's like new beginnings will be coming soon when I graduate. Awesome. That's really great. I'm really excited to hear more about the empower hour and how all of that got started because I think that is really important. And it's really important to know that you're running a business. You are also taking classes. You're also probably doing zoom learning. Yeah. I'm on the zoom all day. Yeah. And on top of that, like what is your transition going to look like from going full-time into special education and teaching and then what's going to happen with your business? Okay. So I think what will happen is I'm going to graduate and then I'll have a little while. I'll have the summer to do full-time macrame. That's what I'll probably do. Um, And then I'll do art shows. Hopefully if things open back up, I have no idea, but you know, that's the life I live for. And I'll probably search for a job and find a special education job. And the macrame will be my other baby. Like it'll have to just be there up there with it. I'll have to just work on things in my own whenever I'm done work or, you know, on the weekends and stuff. And then who knows one day what will happen if things pop off. Like I'm totally fine to go in any direction. I just, I really want to just be happy and follow my heart. (laughs) That's great. And I think that's what everyone should do. So I want to ask you how did the not chick start and i want to know everything like how did you come up with the name although it sounds like very generic it actually is a very mm-hmm. unique and pretty awesome name like it seems Thank cool you. but it's like a really good name for what you do that's how i felt and i was like the second that came to my mind i was like oh my i'm on it like but actually my name before that was Majestic Vibes Studio, because it's very Majestic Vibes, but then I was like, it's kind of a mouthful, I wanted to search for a new name, so the not, I was like, I'm, I was like, what am I, 
I'm a not chick. Like I not, I'm a chick, you know, it just, it just worked. Okay. So basically when I was going into college, I really wanted a dream catcher type thing for my room. And I was into free people, which I don't know if you know, and they're super expensive. And back then it was like, you can't buy this. I looked online. It was like $200 for like a little macrame dream catcher or something. And that was like all I wanted. I just like wanted my dorm or I wasn't even in the dorm. I wanted my apartment to be that vibe. So I was like, okay, I'm like kind of crafty. So maybe I can make something similar. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't even know what macrame was. I had no idea. So I got some sticks and some string and I did some hot glue stuff and I tried to make some sort of dream catcher and it was really big and triangular and there was like a ton of hot glue on the back. It looked kind of ridiculous, but from the front, it was like, okay, this is cool. Kind of, you know? So I had that hanging in my college apartment and people would be like, oh my God, that's so cool. And I'd be like, I need it. And they'd be like, oh my God. Like, it was like, okay, this is like kind of a thing. I'm, I'm kind of crafty maybe. So then I started to go on walks a lot as like a therapy and just to kind of feel good for my mental health. And I would collect sticks that I saw that were really cool or just, I don't know why. just, I was like, I'm going to be crafty. I'm going to collect sticks. I'm going to do my thing. Like, we'll see what happens. So I used to hang yarn from the sticks, just plain yarn hanging. It would be like different colors or ombre or something. And they were cute. You know, and I think I, I don't know if I posted a couple pictures or what happened, but I realized that I could do more than just hang strings on a stick. I thought I've seen knotting before or something. So I started Googling stuff and I found a tutorial for one knot. It's called the square knot. And if you learn one knot, you can just do the same knot and different patterns and all this stuff. So that's what happened. And I started doing that with yarn on sticks. And then I got, I found the real macrame string and my friend was like, you have to make an Instagram for this. And I was like, that's so corny. I'm not doing that. She's like, people will love it. Cause I just started to make so much. I didn't know what to do with it. And I was like, fine, I'll make an Instagram. So I made an Instagram and I guess what happened was I'm trying to think because this was now about three years ago and it's almost exactly three years ago. It was around February, I believe that I made a first piece. But um, yeah, I think I just posted to Instagram. A couple people started being like, I want this. We did a whole like payment. I was like, oh, Venmo, whatever, you know. And it just started, I just started making more and more things because it was fun. I loved it and it was easy. It just caught on so quick. And then I started to do an art show here and an art show there. And I started to make more connections. And then some stores would reach out and we would do some deals there. And basically ever since that's what I've been doing. So it was really just a side business for a while until I was off from my job that it really like blew up and I was able to put a lot of time into it. And it was, I was able to not go back to my job and keep doing this for now. Wow. That's incredible that you were able to kind of like take your side hustle and really go all in because you had the time but you also already had the clientele you had the following and now you were able to fulfill those orders that were probably coming in I never knew that was possible I actually 
So another thing in that story is that I had, <clears throat> I had hired an empowerment coach myself to, to coach me just on a general empowerment. And it somehow, I was worked with her for three months, just on my mindset stuff. It somehow, not somehow, the point of it is to help your business and stuff. But I was able to triple my business. Like I was doing my business before that. Then I worked with her. And then all of a sudden, things just fell into place. And I was just doing certain things that were working. And I was able to make enough to not go back to my job, like we said. So yeah, it was really transformational that period of time. That's awesome. I really think it's neat how you, you took this idea, like something you physically wanted, right? And you something you really enjoyed doing and found it like therapeutic and, and it helped you, right? And then it you realized that other people actually really want that. Yeah. It's amazing I how think. that transformed into something like you going on a walk and just trying to pick up cool sticks to I know. use as pieces and people are like, amazed with it like that's awesome seriously thank you so much that's amazing I have pills. it was like all an accident there was really no intention it was just like it one thing led to another and here I am <laughs> that, that is, like so crazy I love talking to creative individuals because I I think I'm creative I knew you were gonna say it. well so I am just in awe of people that can actually create and make something that they can sell. Right. I, I used to do the same way too. And yeah. then you just kind of have, to, it just happens sometimes, you know? No, I haven't found what I'm good at yet. I think in, well, the, the other benefit is like the Philadelphia is a very artsy city, right? People yeah. Literally everywhere. So you're, you're in the right place. Seriously. I've actually, I feel like I've gotten into the best community because we, even when I was in Westchester, I used to drive to in the summers before this this past summer, I used to drive to Spruce Street Harbor Park, if you know it, with the hammocks, and they would have every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday, they would have a little art show. It was run by Art Star, and it's a big creative brand in Philly, and they really helped me. I became friends with people and the one of the managers, and it just kind of helped me get into a bunch of different art shows. They have all different ones too, you know. The closest Ryan gets to art festivals are beer festivals that have art there. Well, there's a little bit of art. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the best one. And the ones that I do at Spruce Street are like that. There's a beer garden and people will go to just have a good time. And then, you know, they're a little tipsy. They're like, ooh, what's this? <laughs> and I'm like, I got you. <laughs> and, you know, that's the best way I buy art. It's like you get a couple, you know, three, four beers in me. I'm like, wow, that might it's look good. Fun. I like that. Oh, yeah, I've seen it, too. <laughs> They're like, just take my credit card. So you were talking about how you hired someone who empowered you in your business. Her name, she basically was an empowerment coach, and it was kind of just a broad term. She also worked with, like, money mindset and stuff, so that was another thing in a very spiritual way, which is cool. So you actually incorporate a lot of spiritual um, like crystals into some of your work and, oh, yeah. um, some of your content on Instagram some of your captions are very soul driven as well mm. uh, what is that background so is that just something you've always been inspired by or? thank you for asking that I like that question I think I've always been like that even I just remember like being young and like making tie-dye and cutting up fringe shirts and being like peace dog like peace, love, and happiness, 
and this was like over 10 years ago. So I feel like I've always kind of been that, but it was never really like that cool to be spiritual until like kind of recently. So now it's kind of like just easy. I want to kind of bring the conversation to the empowerment side of what you're trying to learn and how that connects with the not chick and how you embody all three things. So how are you the not chick? How are you someone that likes to empower people? And how are, is your spirituality related? Okay. Wow. I love that question. (laughs) Um, It's all connected in some way, just because that's all like who I am. I have my undergraduate degree is in psychology. So I was always interested in the mind stuff. And that connects to my own mental health journey, anxiety and depression. And I've gone to a therapist for many years, psychiatrist. Like I really am interested in, it's almost like I have an intellectual conversation with a professional just to really dig in there and do the work there. I'm like their favorite client. It's really funny, but like, I love it. I recommend it to anyone. So it kind of, so that's my own spiritual journey. Um, reading the books like the four agreement using decks and picking an oracle card of what is my guide what is the guidance I need to hear today picking a card and that kind of weaves in weaves into my macrame nodding (laughs) because the nodding is kind of goes along with the practices for spiritual reasons because it's just like sometimes they'll have meaning behind it it'll have a certain vibe or I'll have I'll incorporate a certain meaning or crystal or something to it. You know what I mean? There's like, there's a name for it or something. It's like a piece of art. And then sometimes it's really just like, I have no plan and I need a creative outlet because I'm like not okay. Right. Or like, not that I'm not okay, but I'm feeling maybe anxious or something and I need to let it out. So I'll really like breathe and get into my mind and get into my body and do the knots And that's an amazing release. And then to post my artwork and then have people also love it. That's amazing. So it all kind of like just ties together in that sense. Were you ever kind of feeling like imposter syndrome? Like my work's not good enough. It's not as good as three people. Will people even buy my product? I definitely think that up until recently that was relevant. I've been feeling much more way more confident lately just as I've been going into the macrame almost full-time obviously I'm student teaching but the macrame is my income so that's obviously made me very confident and there's a lot of things that have made me confident I have a lot of custom orders that I'm working on to put myself out there like if someone might not like my work though in that sense I think that there will always be people out there that don't like your work and there will always be people that do like your work. So I say just put it out there. Like, I'll just put it out there anyway. Even if it doesn't sell for a long time, like some things will sell, you know, you know they're going to sell quick because it's just like very popular item. I'll just put it out and I'll know that the right person will want that piece eventually. I, yeah. I, I scrolled through some of your, your stuff today and you should have no confidence issues in, in the quality of work you're putting out. like. This stuff awesome. I honestly feel no self-doubt yeah and like I really never had a passion or something that I defined me or I was passionate about 
So this is, it's a really big deal for me. I'm really proud about it. <laughs> I'm really happy. You should be. When it comes mm. to your orders and your customers, I guess, are they very local or where is the furthest place you've shipped out a product or got a custom order from? Oh, I love that question. I do get a lot of local customers, which is so cool because we can either meet up, obviously safely social distance, but quickly just exchange stuff instead of shipping. And I meet a lot of people through that. I just had someone give me a free plant trimming. I was freaked out. It was just amazing, you know? But I I ship all over. I even ship large, large wall hangings because it's so cool. You're able to roll it up gently and they can just unroll it and kind of fix the fringes and stuff. So it's easy. The farthest place I've ever shipped to was the United Kingdom. Somebody just loved my loved my work and loved me and was just like, I don't care. I need this and I don't care how much it is. And I've shipped a couple things to Canada and Mexico. So yeah we're all over isn't that crazy that you're connecting with all these people because of you just decided one day you're gonna put your work out there you're gonna do yeah I have chills I'm just thinking like what if my friend JJ never told me like never texted me one day and was like you need to make an Instagram like what if she never did that it just wouldn't have happened the same way you know yeah Instagram can do. I think it's crazy to think that if you went to the UK, you might see your piece of art hanging on somebody's wall. You know what I mean? Like I know. Like you'd walk oh in. I think I did that. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what the craziest thing is to think about how like when I'm an old person one day, to think about all the like macrame that will just be like in someone's attic, or someone will still have it hanging up, or they'll pass it down to someone, and it'll be like a not chick original. <laughs> And it's like, what? Like, <laughs> with that. With that said, do you brand your work? Do you like put a little tag on it? Okay, that's actually an amazing idea, and I think you just triggered something really good for me. Thank you, because I don't. I'm learning along the way, and that's a really good. I'm really glad you said that. I think I'm gonna do something like that. Maybe get a little wooden piece or something, and like knot it on there. Just a little hand handwriting, handwritten notes because you are a personable person and people are buying your work because of you. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's I totally beauty. agree. That's the beauty of Instagram. You created this brand, but it's also you. So when you're walking the yeah. street, you are the not chick. You don't leave that. <laughs> like we're known as the dog people. I have to say that that is a huge part of it especially because like when you think about it when you want other people's art you ever like I don't know do you ever go shopping at like a pop-up shop or something like where I like where it sell art and you see someone and you're like that looks nice and then when the artist comes out and they're like hi how are you you're like oh my god I love it I love it you I love it like you just love it more because you feel their energy and you like connect with them I love that and I feel like people definitely that's a tip that I would give to other people to definitely show your face and show who you are because people definitely want to know who's behind the brand. And I try and definitely do that. Is, is there any certain piece that you've made thus far that has been your favorite? Yes. I've made a piece that was six foot by six foot length and width. It was, it's for a yoga studio. It's cream colored and it has a bunch of these little antique Indian looking bells all over it. And it's just the most like insane piece. Thank God she was local because I could never ship. I mean, I could ship something big, but like 
six feet and uh, maybe a little tough <laughs> we can do it but <laughs> when you were younger did you ever dream that you would have your own business that you would be an entrepreneur of sorts that you would rely on yourself to pay your rent to pay your bills to no absolutely never and I also was very like I said I didn't have any passions really growing up I was I didn't know I was really finding myself and I was very, I have a very introverted side too. I'm not so much of a talkative person. I'm not, I wasn't so confident for a while until I figured out my, you know, found my own empowering path and stuff. So yeah, absolutely not. Never in a million years. And that's why I'm literally so thankful. I feel like it's like a miracle almost for me. And like that little girl would be so proud of me. So before you were talking to us about your empowerment hour and how you like to kind of lift people up, can you tell us more about that side of yourself? I would love to. Yeah. So my empower hour is an hour group almost every week. It's open to anyone. I post about it once in a while on Instagram and it's really just a group discussion where we come together, there's no judgments, you can participate, you can just listen, you can have your camera on, camera off, it's via Zoom, that's why. And like I said, I got my degree in psychology, so I'm really into that stuff. So what I do is I'll kind of research a lesson in a way, or something that I feel like just needs to be shared, whether it's on psychology or empowerment or a coping skill or mental health. And I'll talk for like 20 minutes. And then as a group, we'll kind of discuss the lesson if they want to give an example or share something or need advice. You can kind of bring it to that group in that hour. The first session is free. And then otherwise, I charge $11.11. It's amazing because it also keeps me empowered and holds me accountable, and I get to share all of the juicy knowledge that I'm just, like, so desperate to share with people. <laughs> How long have you been doing it for? I have had 15 sessions so far. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah, and every time, there's at least a couple people, and now it's starting to get more and more, but I just, I talk about it here and there. It's not my main thing that I'm doing, and, but yeah, that's also popping off, so. I love it. That's great. So we just want to wrap up the episode. I want to make sure that you and our listeners how they can order from you. So you can take a look at my Etsy, which is posted in my bio, but I don't post everything on there just because I post stuff on Instagram and it sometimes goes so fast. So what you do is you can message me on Instagram and it's at the dot not as in K-N-O-T dot chick with a K at the end. And you can message me and you can say, I really like this, this, and this. Would you be able to do this and this color and this and that? And I'll just say, yeah, and I have this color available and it'll be this much. And that's it, basically it. And I'll create your dream piece for you, whatever you want. <laughs> Sounds easy enough for me. And all this information is going to be in our show notes, everyone. So if you didn't catch what she just said, just check out the show notes on wherever you're listening to this podcast and it's going to be clickable. So you will be able to click into her Instagram profile, click into her Etsy. Um, unfortunately, I can't actually 
click into her messages, but I'm sure you all know how to do that. So send her a DM, even if it's just to say hi, let her know that you gave her a follow and that you are supporting her because sometimes Yay. that's just a beautiful thing. It really is. I love to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today on the Behind the Leaves podcast, a podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and dog, dog lovers. Dog lovers. No. <laughs> I missed it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And I appreciate you guys because I know I could honestly ramble forever. So thank you. <laughs>